BR77. What is your name? That's right. That's right. How are you? Uh, Very, very awesome. That's good to hear. I'm very excited about this second recording. It's been a while. It has been a minute. I don't know why it took so freaking long. Very happy to be back. Same. Yeah. It was like time stopped um john are you out in the studio right now i am in the small barn yes okay so i don't know how the signal will be out there but if it starts to get choppy you might have to um relocate but it sounds okay go back in the house i have two bars on my lte okay um should be good for now yeah is is the connection good on your end my connection is pretty good. I'm close to the highway, so I'm pretty good, I think. Okay, rad. It uses uh, the Verizon tower. <clears throat> so I'm just going to invite, I invited Derek on Anchor, and I'm just going to send him a message. Okay. And we'll get him on here. So he what already- do you want? You guys already did the dry test run? Yeah, and it was good. And I figured out how to get things posted. I just have to log into the laptop and do it through there. And and there's also like tracking and stuff. So we can go back and and crop all this conversation off. Oh, we can edit? I I think so. If not, then listeners just have to hear this part. Sorry about that. Bear through this. (laughs) Bear through it. Where are you at? Uh, I'm in the garage. You have good reception out there? Yeah, it seems pretty good. I mean, the audio is good on your part, right? Yeah, I could totally hear you clear. Okay, so it, it looks like Derek's on. Loud and clear. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Derek uh, Thomas! What's up, John? Wow. It's been a minute. It's been, yeah. Some time now. I can't. I was actually Damn, trying. Damn, your think. voice has not changed. Nah, not really. I mean, the body's changed, but. <laughs> Me too, dude. Fucking middle age crisis. <laughs> <laughs> the vessel. Yeah. So my gut. wow, guys, this is like as really. I think this is the um, pioneer episode of Between the Stokes for so many reasons, and I was thinking about it um earlier derek is the audio good on your end you can hear us good yeah 100 percent. okay great that's great so yeah um we have to take everybody back to the beginning of this and you guys um i have to say from my standpoint as a person oh, yeah. who works works in clay yeah um i say this to you both all the time and i know you hate it but it's totally true you guys inspired me so hard just in the past just in the well yeah but i mean for real um in the past decade like i have this photograph of the first time that i ever went to a wood firing and i want to say it was like kent state maybe 2010 12 11 12 or 11 so yeah, somewhere, th- I think 11, um, somewhere there. But I mean, we, we almost, like, we don't even look like ourselves. So <laughs> this, was, this was a decade ago. But I mean, we kind of look like that ourselves. That was a fucking decade ago? That was a decade oh, ago. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus. So. Um, that was the spring break of that year, dude. That was. That was crazy. And I just kind of walked on the scene. And you guys had been doing this for for yeah, so long like, i was on vacation. you were in town Ken, yeah, I, visiting I, your sister yeah i was on vacation and it was the uh it was the winter break firings that were always happening i remember and it was just like it was just like you and a couple like little ramble of undergrads that you know had the uh the elite permission to kind of sneak in and still make stuff and hang out once in a while yeah um, you know the glory days 
But yeah, I remember that. Bridget? Was Bridget there? J.B. Watson? Yeah. Bridget? Brittany was there? Yep. Yeah, all those cats. Yeah, I remember I remember God. quite a few uh 16-hour shifts and <laughs> 16-hour shifts. Yeah. That was prior to corona so we're like pretty close to each other and then Eva came. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, yes, and Eva was there back and forth like, with who treats. This beer? Yeah. <laughs> I had a bottle by the uh, kiln and Eva saw it like right away because she has that eye eagle eye yeah it was the nut brown she, ale I remember it yeah <laughs> and she goes like she turns her face turns like blank and she's like who bought this beer and like a champion Mr. Ritter jumped on it like a grenade. <laughs> no no I didn't at all I started I, I it John actually jumped on the beer grenade I was oh like, that's right and the funniest Some part undergrad? was it wasn't even your beer. It wasn't, dude. I wasn't even drinking. <laughs> but Eva was insistent that it was somebody's beer, and it belonged to one of us, and John just owned it. And realistically, if it actually was anybody's beer, it was probably mine at the time. <laughs> Possibly, because you were still drinking back then. Yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. Oh, Meanwhile, man. there was so, still like a still there was a six pack sitting in the fridge that was never looked at, but whatever, you know. And these these are the days we call college. So yeah. b- before we go any further, um, let's just kind of introduce everybody. I'm uh-huh. Billy Ritter, and um, the the thing about this story is that we all studied at Kent State, so Kent State grad, and co-host of the show Between the Stokes, ladies and gentlemen, John Miyazawa. Yes, thank you very much for having us and listening to our show. We are delighted and honored to have you listen. Precious time. And this whole journey has been amazing. And I thought maybe it might worth it might be worth sharing with other people because each person brings a lot to the story it's like a weaving you know this strand of story and Derek's far off on the west coast now but he was the guy who made the form for the door which now doesn't fit the form the door's bigger so we keep thinking of you Derek and I thought it was (laughs) important to bring back old you know stories back to refresh our mind how this whole story started so my name is John Miyazawa and I I go by the name John DeClaire here, but uh, my real name is John Miyazawa. Yeah, awesome. Welcome, John. It's great to be on the air. And so last but not least, our special guest for the show today is n- none other than D-Money Derek Thomas. D-Money, the one and only. The beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful west coast of Mendocino. Yes, the land of milk and honey here in NorCal. It is a. Uh, it's actually a pretty subdued day. It's 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 gray and it's quiet. But uh, I'm, let alone living in a remote part of the country, I'm in a very uh, remote little neck of my village. To be honest, so it's, it's, it's nice. So, fellas, we're all here. This is great. Um, I mean, we could revel on forever with old stories about things, but I think now in. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, like what is, there's so many things taking place in the world. I think it's a unique time where we can, you know, John, you always have a core of like five questions that you ask that are kind of general scope, but work well to talk about current events or what's happening or where are we, or what does this have to do with pottery? Well, this podcast is about wood firing and ceramics and art and people involved related to this story that often takes place at Brinsley's Institute in Ohio. Um, I asked the five question, who, what, when, where, why, to each of the guests that come on this show. So we did Nick Haynes last time, and I asked the same five questions. Who are you? So I'm going to go through the same questions. Whenever we have a guest speaker, I ask this five questions. Who are you? What do you do? Where are you? And why do you do the things you do? And 
So who am I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> who are you? Anyway, who who are is you? This guy? Thomas. So oh, if you want to paint a picture of Darius Thomas, yes, to the world. I mean, you... uh, let's see. I'll look at it currently, right now, yeah. um, and in relation to just the idea as a practicing studio artist. Uh, I would say right now I'm on a, a very extended. Um, overextended in my opinion at this point uh sabbatical from even being a maker um you know my my days here in northern california and mendocino um you know i'm i'm pretty much i would say consistently i'm making things but i don't do anything in clay right now um i i build i do landscape construction and design uh refer people's properties and, uh, you know, it, it pays the bills and it's, it's been a departure from, you know, the last thing I was doing, I was, I was working at three universities, running around doing the adjunct professor life, uh, which was absolutely amazing to, um. to make that point at first was incredible. I mean, wonderful opportunities. And I even kind of got into that rhythm where, you know, I was actually able to teach and make, um, so, you know, I do, I, I miss it here. And I had a very large stepping stone in my life here in Clay. Um, I came here to basically work as a resident artist for nine months um, at the Mendocino Art Center. And um, six weeks later, uh, <laughs> you know, not-for-profit organization. It was uh, during a, a time of struggle economically for them. Yeah. Um, definitely leadership was... Uh, uh, in transition to be polite, and uh, back in was... two thousand, what fourteen or fifteen, you moved out there. Now two thousand ten. Ten. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's Decade been ten ago. years. Wow. Yep. And uh, next thing I know, I'm the you know fresh out of graduate school. I've got my masters. I'm yeah. on top of the world. I got a studio view looking at the mighty Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surrounded by the retired hippie generation. They, um, the it was, it was wonderful. And, uh, and I took on those responsibilities and worked. I got to work with artists in residence. I I got the transition over immediately. And that was, that was tough. That was actually the time I think I made the least amount of work. Um, but you I were like have... the staff for the art center. Yeah, I was the oh. director of the ceramics program. Oh, you were director. And... Fuck. Yep, and then was the director know. of the artist in residency program, which I, you know, I chose to take on because, yeah, yeah at the time it was on the chopping block, and I was like, well, I came here to do this, and yeah. I know other people would want this opportunity tenfold. So let's let's protect it. Let's move it forward. And so I spent about almost three years, you know, growing that. Yeah. And uh, like I said before, not-for-profit, lots of pl- lots of places that, you know, there's a changeover um, in terms of staffing. And uh, I had to move on from that. Ah, oh, shit. And then, uh, yeah, next thing I know, um, I'm off in Washington, D.C. And working for, God, at one point, I, I was working for about seven different studios you have a relative, DC. What's the connection to DC? Uh, the DC connection was uh, <laughs> a rekindling of an old relationship. Oh, um, yeah. And I gossip. ended up working. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gossip. Um, uh, Thomas newsflash. Yeah, my. Uh, Last partner, um, Audrey Wilson, a phenomenal glass uh-huh. artist, uh, also a kid Ooh, graduate, um, also doing her master's. I think she might be done. I, regardless, uh, I ended up working for the Washington Glass School uh, for, God, almost two years. And in between that, um, got a phone call one day just via, you know how it works, word of mouth. Someone was like, hey, we have a teaching position. I was like, Cool. They're like, yeah. yes, when, when can you start? I was like, wait a minute. This isn't how it's written. That's not how I've been told how this works. You know? Wow. At the Glass I was Center? working for the Washington Glass School, which is a, a private um, glass studio. And, wow. You have a glass uh, background? Not really at all, no. 
You just like yeah. got into it? Yeah, just uh, went, well, okay, so this is what you guys do, and this is how it's done. Glass is awesome. Totally. I'm kind of yeah. getting into it right now. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, but, you know, next thing you know, like I said earlier, it's you're, you're running around doing the adjunct game, and, you know, I live my life yeah. with a backpack on and, and sitting on the metro every day going from Maryland to D.C. to Virginia in one day three different universities and eventually you don't even have no a i didn't even need one you know because i could just walk to the train station but um and that got me got me everywhere Damn. i needed to be yeah Grinding. and you know i eventually threw in the towel myself i just said you know there's no there's no opportunity to pursue tenure in this area you know i just looked at the scope of what was available for universities what i was making and I was actually enjoying working independently for other artists in their studios, which is what well what else I needed to do just to you know keep food in the cabinets, um, and just said you know what I'm done. And sure. Mendocino for me, you know, had just always been uh, a daily conversation. I would reference this place consistently, and I just needed yeah. to be back here. And so I uh, I took a chance and packed up my stuff and and just you know started a new life and headed back back here yeah and that i mean that was really the most important part of the story i remember those days when you were teaching in dc derek and we would have phone conversations i mean they were some transformative times i'll say that yes but i'm glad that you're back on the west coast because Because that that... uh, yeah like the energy the energy vortex of that cliffside on mendocino i mean it's an epicenter for something magical yeah no no doubt about it i mean it it wasn't it wasn't hard to be here my first time around um even find any moment to be able to just take a walk and go okay i'm good i'm gonna get back to my studio it just it's a, it's a good, positive, you know, flowing life out here. And, you know, in principle to, you know, a little bit about what I, what I would assume and think that this conversations that you'll have with other people down the line with on this podcast is the Woodfire uh, community just even here in, its, in itself is, yeah. is vast. Um, you know, Mendocino Mendo. proper and, you know, a little north and a little south of us. Um, there's a lot of good Damn. stuff going on. You got uh, you got the yeah. Cobb Creek Foundation with Scott Parody, phenomenal ceramic artist. Uh, has yeah. a great, great philosophy to his program there. Um, you got Nick yeah. Schwartz at Flint Creek Pottery, who you know for God the last five years <clears throat> has been just yeah, yeah he's great. He's been exploding. I mean, you, you, Billy, you, you, you were there, right? You got to see his place. And yeah, for sure. Not related to the Jonathan, no, 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 not, Jeff not with J-Pod, brothers. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some lineage there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the art center that I worked at, we had great kilns. Uh, built a few kilns um, there myself. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of other other places that I know that are kind of up and coming. Um, Mendo has a Anagama. Uh, we got train Anagama cross draft. Uh, it's like a there's a there's a cross draft wood fired um, salt kiln. Actually, Nick and I built that. Um, that's still there. Um, and then Damn. great, you know, like you guys know Mitch Iberg. You of know his course, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 came out of here from Cub Creek Foundation with uh, Jessamine who. You know, if I've I've met John, I'm pretty sure Billy, you met John when he was doing his workshop with Kurt. Totally, yeah. Um, mm. You know, there's just this great little swinging connection out here of a lot of great wood fire potters that have come through. And um, you know, yeah. uh, I haven't gotten involved with the art center since I moved back. Um, I've slowly just like kind of rebuilt some of the bridges that. Uh, Quite honestly, I burnt down on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that, don't we? We're all yeah. we're pirates. Yeah. I mean, not to be vulgar, but like, 
Like, burn it down. Hindsight. <laughs> yeah. But just burn it. Just yeah, fuck pretty it. Much. <laughs> like Michelle. Right, like that screen, right. man. Pretty like, much my my uh my MO as I left was it was like pissing gasoline across the bridge and throwing matches behind me. Of course. And that's pretty much how I felt. But um kind of yeah. grinning oh, too. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. But you know, there was there was a lot of value that I didn't understand about that place until I came back, and uh, right, I, right. I kind of I, I missed it, you know. And I have to I have to drive Hindsight. by it every day, you know, to go to go sit on my favorite spot, to go have a smoke and a cup of coffee. I drive by that kiln yard yeah. and I can see the kilns that I built, you know, that I yeah. don't have. Uh, I don't have, I don't have any time uh... with them, you know. Um, and I and I can find that time eventually. Um, uh, right now, considering yeah. everything that's going on, um, unfortunately, that place is yeah. a little a little ghost ghost village. Our whole sure. village is a ghost village. <laughs> sure. well, it, your your village is so small, Derek. Like it it actually was a ghost village before the pandemic started. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but there's like so much charm in that, you know. Um, as far as the art center and timing and when you were there and when you came back and like what happened, I mean, in your life, it's funny how life will present you with situations or things. And oftentimes you're not ready to understand them now. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, Hey kid, here's a thousand dollars. And you're like, cool. It's a piece of paper. I'll draw a picture on it. Because yeah. you, you just you're yep. not there, but then you show up again. Yeah, not ready. And to you see it, and then it. you're like, "Oh, damn, that's what that was all about." And then so you came to that point, and so now who's to say? Um, do you think down the road maybe you'll reconnect there and end up? Well, they 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 just went through um, new hiring for their uh, ceramics coordinator. I guess they're coordinators now. Um, they've kind yeah. of pared down the, which we all know what that means. You go from director to the coordinator, that means you make less money. Um, so they have that going on right now. They have a new person. Um, goodness, I can't remember his name now. Ian Hazard. Um, uh-huh. he also is a Cub Creek guy. Um, and he was the previous, uh, ceramic, uh, coordinator's assistant. And that, that coordinator was Evan Hobart. Uh, who makes really exceptional work as well. Um, and so he's taken over, and I've had a few conversations with him. We uh, we met at the local dive bar, and I heard him talking to a tourist uh-huh. about making art. And I was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And and he's like, well, how do you know John Jessamine? How do you know this? And I was like, oh, I used to work. And he was like, oh, that's my job now. And I was like, oh, cheers. Nice to meet you. Good luck. <laughs> um, so, you know, to have an opportunity there, probably um in the future uh i know of a a new kind of a a new not up and coming place but uh uh in terms of like you know like a commercial representation but um there is a a a man by the name of ishvi om um and ishvi owns one of the ishvi yeah ishvi owns uh probably one of the best um construction companies in the county um he's like featured on sunset magazine blah 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 but he loves wood fire ceramics and so he got together a bunch of local artists and i was approached to help him build the kiln at first and my life was just weirdly busy at that time and i just couldn't do it i know nick schwartz actually went out and helped him build it as well um and he's kind of created this craft center um in in Whoa. Albion, which is uh, Albion's like twenty minutes away uh, south of me, and he's about ten miles inland off the coast. Because you know, um, like where I'm standing right now, I'm a mile and a half from the water. Um, so he's up in this flat range where it's just beautiful all the time. You don't get the fog sitting in there. It's just sunny, gorgeous, and he's got this little thing going on. So I'm trying to. Brand new kiln. Yeah, brand new kiln. It's been fired uh, several times now. Um, so I'm still working on that relationship, trying to get a connection there. Ooh. How hot does it get? Uh, I would say it's definitely a cone 12. Cone yeah. 12? Yeah. Wow. Throughout. Ooh, that's a good yeah. 
like flat swells front to back top to bottom um I've been watching the work that's been coming out of it uh, via um, a local ceramic artist by the name of Cliff Cliff Glover, um, who is just exceptional, great, great uh, tea wear maker. Um, Chris Glover? No, 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 no. Uh, Glover. G-L-O-V-E-R. G-L-O-V-E-R. Chris Glover. Cool. That's yeah, so, uh, you know those those are the things that I'm trying to work on right now, and in between, you know, between the soaks. <laughs> yeah, in between the soaks. Um, Seriously, out here in between the tokes and the soaks. Uh, so maybe Billy, you can introduce him about officially about the concept of this show, which is between right, the stokes. Right, right. So yeah. In, like all the bits of this, it's funny. The hours that we spent all firing together. I mean, even prior to you going to California, Derek, you would come back. Like you would fly back and be like, oh, you guys are doing a firing? I'm down. Yeah. You, would, you would spend like three or four days taking residence and uh, doing the, the wood-fired uh, firings with us. And it was always so great. Um, but during those firings we always would have the best conversations about everything and in between. Between the Yeah, like the in-between. And those conversations were never recorded. Like there's so much great thoughts um, and ponderances that took place (laughs) that are just like vapor forever. I'm pretty sure there's at least in my time at the Brinsley Institute, I would say you could probably chalk up about nine hours of straight conversation about body reduction that's definitely if we recorded all that shit dude and edited body it, massage it would have been no body reduction <laughs> yeah yeah body, body reduction massage, yeah. <laughs> yeah body massage the gi joe psa everybody yes. knows that right oh good lord body massage somebody say but um yeah body reduction Jesus. dude i can't even say that seriously without laughing but um <laughs> check out my sweet body reduction <laughs> but for real um some of the conversations and it all depended on who you were on shift with someone sometimes it would be somebody that you had no idea that you were meeting for the first time because there was always like a core of us but then there were always new faces that came out just you know from the university or like it's just yeah, random. friends of friends so you're you're there Random. in this one tense, one mm-hmm, meeting, like this zombie shift, and it's like two forty-five a.m. and three people just randomly walk out onto the pad, and there's no names on the board, like the sign-up board, so you don't even know who this is. And the dogs are barking, and it's like, oh, that's, hey. usually, that's usually when I like throw the sharpie at the board and be like, God damn it, just sign up so I know. <laughs> Would you bring any food? Can you go yeah. back and get some smoke? Yeah. Next time, call before you get here. Cheetos. Bring the Cheetos. Oh, man. Or Coke. Just straight up Coke. Yes, Coca-Cola for sure. Just shoot it in my (laughs) vein. Straight up. Or or the the immaculate Ryan Osborne with uh, his, what, 30 Diet Cokes a night. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. With Mexican Coke with real sugar. No, the the straight up nasty Diet Coke. I don't know what. Diet Coke in yeah, a can. I don't even know what the chemical is in there, but uh, no, he drinks those like pet bottles, plastic, yeah. 1.5 liter, yeah. and he doesn't do it anymore. But you know, honestly, like just thinking on that, it's like Ryan is someone who I, I don't think I ever would have got to know further um, when I met him with with Kirk's passing, and he was, he was a new grad, and I think about Brinsley, is, right. I think it was my first summer and I see this like, you know, this regal, gaunt, tall man walking up and down the studio, just kind of puttering around, peeking in. And he just comes and sits down at, at my studio and lights a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that, you know, I hear that just super charming, thick English accent. And so what do we have here? And I was like, I'm no like, cool. way! That's I'm like, who are you? Young Osborne. He just calls you out. No, that was that was that was Brinsley who sat down. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ryan doesn't have an English accent. No. <laughs> I mean, he could probably I know. do one. What? I bet he could do one. So this was, where was this at, D? This was at Kent State? Yeah, this was at my first, when I used to have oh, my that studio. that picnic table out back. No, this is, he walked into my studio inside. And lit up a cigarette? Yeah, well, because he's a godfather. <laughs> We can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he don't care. The British Hugh Hefner wow. walked into your fucking People studio? would smoke in there after hours. I mean, yeah. there were all kinds of things that took place. Well, and the be- <laughs> I think the best part was is um, Brian Sullivan walked by and looked. He's like, who's smoking in here? And pops his head and he's like, oh, hey, Brinsley. And just walked. And just left. <laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, but like. To me, that it was is awesome. like, this is my first meeting with this guy that's, you know, obviously such an intricate part about what you guys are doing out there. And I'd, he- I'd heard about like this little kiln that had been built and I-, I got invited to go see it one day and I was like, cool. And then it was getting torn down and there was like this little conglomerate of people coming together. And I was like, well, this is this is pretty sweet. And I was trying to think about it last night. Charming. I just didn't, I couldn't recall the first time I fired with Brinsley, but I know it was like eight years ago, probably. Yeah, it's got to be about eight years ago because I think I came out the fire when I was still working as, as director at, at the Medicine Center. Um, Y'all voice is breaking up, so I'm going to disconnect and come back in again. Oh, okay, John. Derek, go ahead. Mm. I'm just, you know, I was just trying to recall like those those early times, and I, you know, I'd only bring a very little amount of work, and I didn't really, you know, I was just there to hang out and just see like how people were trying to tame that kind of beast that was built. Um, and I and I and I loved it. I loved, I just loved the atmosphere of being there. That was just what was probably the most precious. Is that it was like you were actually sitting in your own home, even though it wasn't your place. You were that comfortable, um, and always the open discourse of how to move forward. Um, and you know, like you know me well enough, Billy. I'm I'm pretty pressing when it comes to something that I want. Um, For sure. <laughs> in regards to in regards to wood firing, I'm like, nah, we got it. No, no. Yes, no, um, and those 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 were those were hard battles, and um, I, I think I guess what I'm trying to get across is that uh, you know with a place like that, yeah, endless conversations. I mean, it's just it's kind of perfect. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's uh, I mean, back. And, and even more. I dropped for a minute. Yeah. Hey, even more so, welcome back. Um, even more so would be just like the look at Brinsley is like he's a he's like an ultimate maker. That's all he does. And then he like he fell in love with Clay at such a, a unique time in his life. You know, it's just the the fact that this guy just wanted to be like, I want to build a kiln, and y'all come and fill it up and fire it with me, and just you know, it's like I almost felt like an assistant, even though I. He was never really around when he was making anything, and I really got to have those kinds of conversations. But to like take a raw piece and put it in the kiln, and then to see like the look on his face after a firing, and how much of a student he still was, you know, like just that—that's always what was most mind blowing to me. Yeah, for sure, and definitely the the most precious of conversations. Well, that could be the after after the Stokes. So. <laughs> Just to kind of shine a little bit of light on what we're all talking about. So, John, yeah, between the Stokes, but correct me if I'm wrong. So that first wood kiln that Brinsley Tyrell built, what year was that? 2011? No. 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 The first one was built. And it was fired. The second time was 2012. Oh, so it sat. So that was the first kiln. And so just real quick, not to get off course, but like who is Brinsley and how does this all tie together? So Brinsley is retired emeritus from Kent State University and is sculptor primarily and built, built this kiln just so connect the dots. Right. Moving on. So he built the kiln <laughs> yeah, because he not. was with a person called Megan. 
and a good friend of Brinsley's nowadays, nowadays, today. So even to this right, day, right. Uh, yeah. Megan, you're friends with Megan, Derek? I, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm friends with her acquaintance. I, She's I living in Southern again. California, Los Angeles. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, yeah, like 10 yeah. years, maybe 8 years. She was um, with Brinsley you know, for a I, minute, I, and then she wanted to build yeah, a wood kiln. We, we were in grad school together. Yeah, yeah I remember, I remember then, when that was happening, and remember loading loading up bricks at the uh, Kent State studio for that right. first kiln to be built out of our scrap piles. And, you know, I went to graduate school with Megan. We, uh, we shared one year um, together. She, she was in her second yeah. year, and I was in my first year. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about, talk about a, an interesting relationship in, in regards to like someone being a complete, oh, youth, gosh. you know, for Can you imagine? You know, he, he made so much work. He made so much work. Like, I think he moved oh more clay in his hands just on those yeah. busts that he built than I did an entire like semester. If not lifetime. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Of clay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and yeah, I can still see Kirk's, Kirk's bust just looking over at me. <laughs> it used to be like lined up, looking straight into yeah. my studio for a long time. Um, so what do you guys, are you guys on your third kiln? This is our second, is right second now. Kiln? That's the second. Okay. So the first one was okay, built that's what by Brinsley, Megan, and this person named John Clausen. Those oh, three Paulson, got together right. and John. procured the bricks. He makes really somehow big planned from the internet. Some kind of Manabigama picture that they downloaded, and then just based it off of that. Yeah, the first one, which was like one of those like. Yeah, I remember help. I remember helping tear oh, down yeah. the first one. That was uh That was that was a weird day that's you know, <laughs> just an emotional day you know it's like i you know i was reaching out to mitch eiberg and i can relate to this and and the first kiln that i built at the mendocino arts center and i was like oh i heard you're doing a workshop you're firing and you're you're making a kiln and and he, he yeah. built a beautiful train kiln right on top of the pad where i built my first kiln and i was like i was like oh it's but, romantic you know but yeah yeah it was romantic. it is you know really? It was a it was a little continuation. Torch, you know, that was kind of cool. It's beautiful, Sad, but like yeah. necessary, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could I could get even more emotional and be like, oh, well, the kiln I built was from bricks from the beehive kilns that June Kaneko built in like the seventies down in Southern California. Which that's true. It was cool. And I said that to Mitch. I was like, did you save any of the bricks? He's like, if I right? own that, it's, it wasn't personal. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't personal at all. And and I actually got to see that kiln and, and, you know, to see that opportunity now at hand that they have there is, is incredible. And that's that's what I loved about the second design, because I, I, for some reason, I thought it was the third design at Brinsley's. But uh, that is a great kiln. It's very I think stable, like a, like a school bus. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do yeah. you can make it do whatever you want. You know, it's, it's pretty versatile. I think the first kiln was more like a so, hatchback or like a sedan. Like, like a, a gremlin? car, you know, like a sedan. And then now it's yeah. definitely like a van, at least like a minivan or a van. It feels <laughs> like it, you know, it takes <laughs> yeah. five, six people to push it to get the completion. Yeah. yeah. 13. I was always the kid in the back of the yeah. bus in the salt chamber. Oh, man. So, guys, this has been really good so far, just sort of backstorying and, and talking Ooh, about... We've been like 40 minutes into it now. This, Yeah, how all this is... I mean, there's so many stories, and it's so good to talk with you all. John, I think one of the questions you always like to ask is like, where? where next? My favorite question. Where are you, and, Derek? Yeah, in the... Yeah. Where am I in terms of? Well, I mean, physically, we all we already know where I am, but where are uh, 
I'm kind of in a pause. I mean, and and I've been in a pause before this whole, you know, this this, this very sad Corona you know, epidemic that we're having right now. Where are yeah. you in this yeah. Corona I mean, thing? Are you in fear or are you in love? Uh, I, I, uh, uh, both. <laughs> yeah, both. You know, um, I, you know, I'm I'm fortunate right now. You know, I I, I have work. Um, and I and I had an essential job, um, according to state. Are you going guidelines. into work so, right now every day? Uh, no, no. Uh, right now, um, I am partially laid off from one job and working on a private project for another friend. I applied for um, unemployment last you know, week. So I, Fuck. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't do that because I was working. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, off yeah. the books for so long. Under that, uh, the table? That, that, that opportunity wasn't there. Yeah, so oh, that opportunity shite. wasn't available for me. But, you know, you know, my lady, um, Saya, she... She, you know, isn't working at all. Um, so, you know, she has yeah. those benefits coming to her, and I, I, I have right. to keep myself busy. It probably keeps right. us both probably very much sane um, with each other, and the fact that you know I can head out the door, you know, three yeah. four days a week. And, you know, my skill sets allow me to do a lot of you know independent work, anyways. So, um, you know, it's it's nice to keep my hands busy and my head busy. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at, uh, you know, in regards to the fear, uh, you know, I'm being, um, trying to be as responsible and safe as a citizen, um, and contributing member of our community here as I can be. Um, you know, we got a household here with, there's six of us all together, um, you know, with a three-year-old and a six-year-old running around. Your sister lives there? Her sister, her um, sister lives here, and brother, um, her brother-in-law, and nice. nephew. So, um, you know, so that's also, you know, it's also good for me to be able to get out a couple of days a week, and and then I, uh, I think I spend most of my time considering what I'll do to the landscape here, and finding like one to two hours a day to kind of just do that. But uh, I don't know if you guys are experiencing this, but. I actually had a long conversation with my mom and it was, it was based in the idea that in our current situation, we all, I think, believe that we need to get all the things done all the time. Like you shouldn't even be sitting still because you have the opportunity. Like you don't have to go to work and the government's taking care of you or whatever the situation may be, but it's that you should be doing stuff all the time. And I think the first like week and a half, is when I said to myself, it was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, actually, I'm going to sit down and relax. I'm going to go geek out. I'm going to not do something that I think has to be done. Um, so finding that balance is, is hard. You know, it, it's difficult. Um, I, I, I envy anyone who actually has access to a studio. Do you want right a now, working space? Honest, uh, do you want like an outlet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have that kind of opportunity at hand um and it's it's difficult to do right now um you know so writing and reading and you know the social media uh uh, skimming of what everyone else is doing is is something that you know that that accompanies my my cup of coffee every morning or maybe a late night bourbon late night bourbon uh, sounds divine yeah (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, I'm having mine at two o'clock in the afternoon, but that, that happens. <laughs> Some um, days. Some, there's no, there's no judgment. I mean, there's no, no judgment. No, no. I mean, if, if I'm going to have to, like, carve through the woods to make a brush pile, then I'm going to have a nice cider, a bourbon, uh-huh. probably roll a joint. Roll relax. a joint in the mid-afternoon um, with a bourbon? What are you, a king? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's happening right now. Oh man, first first take care (laughs) ahead, man, (laughs) for sure. Well, I I, I think you nailed it, Derek. I mean, this is definitely affecting everybody in some sort of way. But what you said there was really interesting about the urgency of you know things getting done. 
Um, Dick Lehman, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a potter out of Goshen, Indiana. Yeah, the fire that brings us. That's awesome. He's, he's so a gentle. great guy. He's written so many different, yeah, so many different articles for uh, Ceramics Monthly. And I was reading one of his articles he wrote, and it's about that exact thing that you said, where he's like, um, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, obviously, but um, it's something like, for a potter, our best guess is that we'll die collapsing face first into the clay as it's spinning on the wheel head. And it was just like so beautiful uh-huh. the way that he wrote it. But it's like the yeah. urgency never ends. Like if you don't die, like with the lawnmower falling out of your hands in that last gasping breath, you, you, no. it was a life not worth living. Right. Or was it, you know, like it's good. It's good to take breaks in uh I think now for a lot of people, they're kind yeah. of recalculating, you know, like what is the next move? I mean, this sort of pause that we're in globally, I don't believe this will ever this happen again. Truly you know, maybe, maybe like in another moment, hundred years. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah, it really is. There's never going to be a moment like this again, ever. No. Well, not globally, in our lifetime. Not in our lifetime. Fuck. Yeah, but. No way. So, you know, what do you do? What do you do in that opportunity? Derek, if anything, oh, shit. Um, rings coming. true with all the stuff you said. Do you guys want to introduce Brinsley to the crowd? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump him on. I just want to say one more thing. Um, okay, we'll, we'll do it then. Let's just intro Brinsley. <laughs> he has some kind of Hello. bisqueer. He's greenware that he's bringing into the studio to bisque. I'm going to go and open the door. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the guy Brinsley that connected Tyrell. all the dots. Ladies and gentlemen, Brinsley <laughs> Tyrell. Brinsley walks into the studio and he has greenware in his hands. And he walks in with two German shepherds. Nice. We're recording a podcast. And everyone awaits your wise <laughs> words. <laughs> No words. <laughs> the amount of pressure. Oh. This is Hello, Brinsley. It's wonderful to hear your voice. John, do, you yeah. have us on speakerphone, right? Okay. Hi. Hey, Brinsley. <laughs> Hi. That is, Hi, Derek. is that me? Derek Thomas. Derek. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm I'm sitting out here in Northern California, hiding from the world. Sounds terrible. I'm, and I'm doing a good job at it, so I'm proud of myself. Good. It's it's been snowing, yeah. Last couple of days. I haven't seen snow in three years. Well, it was all covered with an inch. Wow. Yeah. So when are you guys uh, loading up your camera? Great question. When is the next firing? Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to be Oh, come on. Yeah. You guys could all be out there in your Tyvek suits and record it. It'll be like, <laughs> it'll look like some alien. We have to ritual. time it so well. It would. That's the wood. We have the wood. Every shift has to count. If there's a pocket right. where no one shows up, right. that's going to be like critical. Well, that would usually be my shift. Well, no one's going to leave the <laughs> kiln by itself, I think. No. no yeah, but. I- They'll leave Derek at the kiln by yeah. himself They're like, for oh, days. His, constitution, his constitution's wonderful. Look at him. He's only had three packs of cigarettes today. <laughs> it was amazing. I remember those shifts, um, not just at Brinsley's, but even at Kent State that we opened and we were talking about um, where you would. I remember you guys were on when it, the Kent State, not to go all the way back in time, but that firing where i met you guys i think you were on like hour 16 or something and no one no one had come in and i said what are you guys doing and they're like oh you're just we're just and you weren't 
you were like completely in outer space. And so I started helping you split wood and then we instantly became friends. But yeah, when, (laughs) when are we firing again? July, August. Oh God. Who knows? Good luck. (laughs) Who knows? The mosquitoes. That's when I would be getting yelled at by Kirk in the summertime. He's like, why are you firing in flip-flops and shorts? I'm like, I'm like <laughs> every fire. I'm like, you come over here and cook your brat. <laughs> I, I can't remember a single firing. No, there was a winter firing where you did have boots on. But, I mean, every other firing, That's you have flip-flops firing. on. And that Jai, always blew me away. Yeah, like how Jin Dong Shin would do yeah. that. But that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It was always horrifying, like thinking about an ember between the toes. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. It right. it only hurts for like a week. It's, oh, it's Jesus. Oh. It's terrifying. Well, between the stokes. Yeah. Uh Bridge yeah. Is pretty like so, busy making I think we, stuff. Yeah, I'm making stuff. This is pretty long between the stokes. The last time we fired was when? March. March. March 15th. It was the it was the pandemic firing. It was like a yeah. month ago. March 15. Yeah. And, and that was right. going to be like in the fall. When this all started. And then we'll have three mm-hmm. in a week. Three in a week. Wow. Pit fire. <laughs> Does anybody want a pit fire? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I might dig a hole and do a pit fire. I'll no. say yes. I'll say yes to anything. <laughs> Sign me up. Did you say yeah, fire? fire? Yes. I think yes. it's possible right now. Yeah. Like one person pit fire, twenty-four hours. Yeah, but we have to do it like cone one. Bam. Socially distanced. <laughs> Craziness, craziness. Oh, guys. Well, uh, such a good episode. This is it's, okay. It's we got been about eight more 50 minutes. minutes. And this is, yeah, All right. okay. All right. So, so uh, yeah. I got a question. Sure. Yeah. So, who would you say to each? I'm going to ask both of you this. Who would you say got you to a point? where you could be actually having these conversations. Like Derek who, Thomas. Who were the art? <laughs> Come on now. Who were the, no, who were the artists though? It's like, you know, I mean, I can answer mine quickly. It's like, I mean, I can say honestly, and I'm, I'm not trying to be like obnoxious about this, but you know, it was me. Like I built my first wood kiln by myself. I wrote a grant. I never even, never even like held a piece of wood fired ceramic in my you life. You built your own that I knew kiln? It. I just, yeah, on a grant oh, yeah. when I was an undergrad. And I was like, oh, all we have is electric kilns. And I was studying glaze research and looking at all these things and forever trying to turn electric kiln glazes into looking as beautiful and with as much depth and character as, as reduction firing. And, and so I designed my first kiln and I got denied that. Uh, that kiln is now another, another kiln. kiln again. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it started with me and then it went immediately to uh, Kirk, you know, Mr. Mangus, you know, like that was really like the first time that I got fully invested in it. Um, Anything else prior to me coming to Kent was, you know, I had, I spent a a very short amount of time in Japan and fired in that she's on. no, not the bear. God, I Gosh, wish. I would love 16? to see what 3,000 degrees looks like. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was, I was, I'm pretty sure he makes like, plates for <laughs> Cone space 22? shuttles. But, um... Bending? <laughs> cone 42. Peter yeah, Johnson something ridiculous brought like that, some, but, like, you know, I mean, some cone 27s. Maybe we could try to melt that wow. sucker. Wow. He was like, no way. Dude, the NASA logistic is... The NASA oh, logistic is probably forty-two. Oh, yep, holy. it's crazy. So well, yeah, John, I mean, why don't why don't you answer that question? Yeah. Or Derek, were you were you still going? 
Uh, I, I was just going to cap it off with like, you know, so it was me and then it was, it was the communities that I got to meet when I was in Japan. And then it was like, you know, everything that you study as, as a student, you know, um, everything I saw, like, that's just, it just, it just got me. It, it was like a hook in the vein and, and I just had to have it. And I was so thankful to like see that monstrosity of the Kirkagama as we all you know, lovingly called it um and to have that opportunity it really was it went from there i mean you know I, I i met kirk and then i got to go off to bowling green and work with john balistrari and fire their killing over there and next thing you know i'm, I'm Wait, john balistrari was firing Kirk's anywhere student? i possibly it was kirk's oh, first man. graduate student wow Damn. yeah Vaguely knew that, but I didn't know he yeah. was the first one. Yeah. So really, I yeah. mean, the springboard was Kirk, you know, because I, Kirk showed me, like, even in that, you know, in that environment of academia, that like this little cult crew could exist, right? this cult because community Kirk was the could one be who there. Sent the and it, here, yeah. Like June. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's and that's what sold it for me. I was like, okay, yeah. like I like the cult. I want to be part of that. And Same. I'm good. I'm good from that point on. I mean, it's really my only point of interest in terms of making work out here is is the wood kilns. I don't. <coughs> excuse me. I don't have any other like really deep need to do much else. Um, you know, um, making work out of wood and and making work out of clay is about all. And and I'm good with that. Nice. <laughs> right on. Is yeah, John, did you want to? Why don't you answer uh, Derek's question about that? What was the question? <laughs> well, what, <laughs> what, what? I mean, the simple question: what, what brought you to what to Woodfire? What brought me to Woodfire goes back to my college days. Uh, I was working with a teacher called. Mike Seedman and Mike was a, t- a student of Warren McKenzie and so he was teaching at wow. an undergrad small liberal arts college called Earlham College that's where I went to undergrad so my first year as an elective I took ceramics um and at the school, just out of nowhere, had a beautiful bury box kiln. And that I've never was, fired a bury box. Uh, it was the most beautiful experience. That's got me, like, started, like, right there. My first contact was wood kiln. Nice. Like in that Minge style, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice lineage to... To, you know, to, to have a past that you share with too. That that's, Naomi Dalglesh from the Bandana Pottery fired that mm-hmm. kiln by Mike Seedman. No kidding. I'll have to look she that and up. this other girl, like Grace, like they fired it. Wow. Wow. Now, what about, what about um, you, Mr. Ritter? That story's long. It really. I think the biggest things for me point back to and what you I have two minutes. What you said, Derek, about kind of the cult of <laughs> it's not a cult, but I mean it's a club, like it is a group. It is a posse of clay people and they can't in training program um that didn't exist. Like everybody was autonomous and I went and that's a whole nother episode that we could talk about that story. But I saw this, I saw this break it up and um, it was so good. I wanted to be part of it. So it was like, you know, it was Kirk and it was all of you guys. It was you, John and you, Derek and buddy along the way um, that were just super encouraging and awesome. And here we are, like we're on the, doing this today, and it's super rad. 
always stoked. <laughs> so it's a long. It was you. <laughs> it was you. All... As the pop song goes, it was you. All along, it's a long, it was you. It's a long, long ways away from sitting on each other's porches, twelve feet away from each other, talking uh-huh. about yeah. and what those, bar those we were going to hit after too. we hit the studio all day. Yeah. Guys, so good. What a great episode. Uh, Indeed. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Our exact. Thank you all for coming in. Well, thank you so very much for having awesome me. for having and, you, uh, Derek. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, and I would always Holy be willing moly. to sit here awesome. and chat with you well, boys be well, anytime. Um, Okie dokie. Wear your masks, and we'll, and we'll see you on see the you other side of the time. universe. Everyone be safe. Peace. All right. Well, peace right, and much peace love out. to you. Peace and much love to you and yours. And Brinsley, take yeah. care, brother. And I Brinsley hope I can make it out there again soon. The Signing off. Okay. Signing off here. Until next time.